Welcome to LifeWords Day by Day. I'm so glad that you've joined us for today's LifeWord. We're in the book of Acts, chapter 6, and we've been studying this problem where there was a group of widows who had gone days, perhaps even weeks, without the daily distribution of food and needed supplies that the church said they would provide for them. So the disciples called on the church to recognize seven men full of the Spirit to handle this problem with wisdom so that the apostles could focus on prayer and preaching. So the problem is solved with a corrected and expanded ministry to the Hellenist people, and the apostles continue their devotion to prayer and preaching. Well, I want you to notice something with me. In verse 2, the word used for serve has the same root as the word used in verse 4 for ministry. Both the serving of tables and the serving of the Word of God were ministries. Both ministries were vital to the church and, in fact, complemented each other. One group preached the Word and the other group hear and understand and the Word is built into the fabric of their lives and they serve the Word in a variety of ministries. This doesn't mean that the preacher never engages in serving tables, but it does mean that the majority of his time and his life is given to the ministry of the Word. So you have the continued devotion of both ministries, which propels the kingdom forward. Well, Cliff, how do you know the kingdom was propelled forward? Well, look at what it says in Acts chapter 6, verse 7. And the word of God continued to increase, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. When we protect our church from the threat of disunity and protect our church from diminishing the role of prayer and preaching, the Word of God increases and disciples duplicate. Let's not ever be a group of churches that let preferences divide us, but rather we sideline those preferences for the sake of the gospel and we work together to come up with spirit-led solutions to problems that may paralyze the movement of Christ's church. Some of you may need to ask yourself, is my hang-up with the church a true problem or is it merely a preference? If it's a problem, then what kind of solution advances the gospel? That's why we want to think about so what we see here is the church willing to confront problems, primary problems that threaten the advancement of the gospel. Sometimes you have to confront problems, but we always should aim to do it with grace. This follows the pattern of our God. In the beginning, he created everything, including you and me, and we bear the image of our creator. But we marred that image when our first parents, Adam and Eve, chose to stop listening to the sovereign God and instead listen to Satan, thus fracturing our relationship with God. God recognized that problem from before the creation. And the great thing about God is that he not only recognized the problem, he was proactive in providing the solution. He initiated a relationship with us because in our sin, we would never pursue him. And in pursuing us, God addressed the central problem, which is our sin. This is grace right here, folks. He, out of his great love for us, not because we're worthy or pretty or deserving, but because of his grace, he pursued 
us. He didn't set out to fix our looks or our weight problems or our money problems. His main goal wasn't to give us leadership principles that would help us climb the ladder of success. All of those are secondary to the real issue, which is sin. You are a sinner, and I am a sinner, a rebel against God. We choose to live our life our way according to our preferences. And if you die in your sin without ever trusting in Christ, then this earth will be the closest thing to heaven you will ever experience. And you will face an eternity separated from your Creator in a place that the Bible refers to as hell. But seeing that problem, God provided a solution, a way to completely and forever reconcile us to Himself. He sent Jesus, who lived a sinless life, obeyed all of God's laws completely, and He was crucified and killed. And in that death, Jesus served as a sacrifice for sin for the believer. God poured out His wrath against the believer's sin on Jesus on the cross so that all those who trust in Christ won't have to face God's wrath in hell. Jesus was our substitute. And this is why the apostles were so adamant about not giving up the ministry of preaching. They wanted to get that message, that truth, out to the masses. And this is why they were so adamant about others serving the widows. Serving when done out of a love for God and His glory and a love for people and their good, that reflects Jesus. Jesus served God out of a heart for God's glory and served us for our good. Some of you today have never repented of your sin and turned to Jesus Christ from salvation. And today you can do that to turn your life over to Christ for the first time. When you pray today, pray for Tommy and Sarah Rose and their children, Micah, Silas, Isley, and Kaysen, as they serve in Mexico. Also, pray for the Bacol Southern Sorsagan ministry in the target area of the Philippines. And don't forget, this Sunday is World Missions Sunday. You can go to bmamissions.org backslash World Missions Day, and you can donate there.